Welcome to the New Life Podcast. We are a church in Milton Keynes that seeks to love God, love people, and make disciples of all nations. We're so glad you're here. Well, for uh, those who don't know me, I'm Richard, and uh, I actually led this church for nearly 20 years, until about 18 months ago when I handed over to Tim. And since then, I've spent about a third of my year, uh, each year, uh, traveling uh, with my wife, Helen. We call it supporting churches, but actually there's quite an element of uh, holiday and so on in there. So this year, I'm planning to go to Valencia in Spain, uh, Kinshasa, the uh, place Frank advised against in DRC, in uh, Republic of Congo, uh, Zimbabwe, France, Cyprus, and Athens, and Skopje. So quite a lot of that is supporting uh, yeah, church leaders and so on. I, I'm on the leadership team for Catalyst, sort of family of about 800 churches, and also on the global leadership team of New Frontiers, which is about 6,000 churches. So, um, yeah, that's how a lot of my time is being spent now. What I'm really passionate about is just developing leaders and helping people sort of take the next step, find the call that God's given them. Um, and the other thing I'm really passionate about is... Um, uh, uh, training up my grandchildren. So I'm start, I've got a six-year-old and a three-year-old that we spend quite a lot of time with, a couple of days a week, um, childcare, and, uh, and I, am, I am well into preparing them for uh, these things and for serving God's purposes in their life. You know, the older one, Bethany's made a very clear commitment to follow Jesus, and um, I'm now t- trying to work out how to engage her in mission beyond what she sees now. And that's one of the things I'm after this morning with you, uh, engage more people in uh, what God is doing around the world. So you're in the middle of a series about uh, following Jesus, uh, Jesus is the way, and I've been asked to talk about one aspect of that, which is that overseas mission. And that's got three parts, which is to pray, to give, and to go. So let's pray. Father, I pray that uh, as we talk about this, as uh, we open up what uh, Scripture has to say about um, praying, giving, and going, that uh, you will um, uh, speak into our hearts. Father, that's what I long for, that uh, you'll speak into our hearts, that uh, we connect more with what you're doing and your purposes for your planet. Amen. So, let me start with a very big picture, which is... After the fall, when uh, Adam and Eve rebelled against God, the whole Old Testament, the first part of the Bible, describes the mission God is on. He starts by creating a a nation. Uh, He calls Abraham to go to a new land. And as we read in Genesis 12, it says, this is Genesis 12 from verse 1, the Lord had said to Abraham, go from your country your people and your father's household, to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I'll make your name great and you'll be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham went as the Lord had told him and Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. So God creates a family and their job um, is to become a nation and to go on mission to, and, tell the, and, and to tell people about uh, God and God's blessing. It's a drawing them in strategy. It's a come to us. 
Let me give you an example of that from Isaiah chapter 2. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills, and all nations will stream into it. Many peoples will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, so that we may walk in his paths. So there'll be a recognition, there was planned to be a recognition of uh, God's purposes and love for people. And the word of the Lord goes out from Jerusalem. And in, um, uh, yeah, um, and God's strategy in the Old Testament is to draw people in to the family of God, to the nation of Israel. Cutting a long story short, the problem was that the people didn't do it. And God speaks against them for that failing. So let me give you one example only. Micah chapter 6, verses 2, 7 and 8. Hear, you mountains, the Lord's accusation. Listen, you everlasting foundations of the earth. For the Lord has a case against his people. He's lodging a charge against Israel. Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with 10,000 rivers of olive oil? Shall I offer my firstborn for my transgression? the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul. He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? But to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. And the problem was that so many people were not doing that. So he follows up. This is a very big picture. What's this? Three minutes, you've got the whole of the Old Testament there. And he follows it up with the New Testament with a plan where he sends his son Jesus to die for us. And he calls us to love and follow him. And he sends his Holy Spirit to equip us and guide us. So Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. And suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled. And what flows um, from it is people from all lands. Acts chapter 2, in fact the next few verses. Now there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. And when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Which, um, by which they mean yokels from the backwoods and what they're doing speaking all languages. Yeah. So what Jesus does there, what, the, what God does through his spirit, is to turn it on its head. And instead of its come to Jerusalem, come to the temple... There's a reversal of mission. It's no longer up to Jerusalem, but out from Jerusalem. Um, We see that um, when Jesus uh, was leaving the earth, um, he's left with four short statements to his disciples, and each one has a promise attached. The first one is uh, John chapter 20, verse 21. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. The promise is peace, and his commission is to, is to, send, uh, to send, is to the whole room of disciples. We're sent 
So it all comes down to where and to what. There is no question about whether you're to be sent. The question is where and, uh, and when. Yeah? Okay? Um, too many people come as customers rather than those who are sent out on a mission. They come as observers on a Sunday just to participate or, well, no, not observe a service rather than participate and be sent out to fulfill the mission that God's called us to. So, Jesus' first point was we are sent. His second point is we are sent to all people. Matthew 28, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. We're not to pick and choose just a few people that we like the look of. We are called to all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. It says to go to every nation. We think of that by country, to Brazil or to France or whatever. But the concept of a nation-state did not exist then. It's people groups. Right? Um, I once was embarrassed um, uh, in this church when uh, someone visited from Nigeria. And I, I, you know, knowing plenty of people from Nigeria in the church, I bounced up to um, uh, the Nigerian who is an elder in the church and said, um, oh, this person's from Nigeria. You know, you must, you must have a certain amount in common. He quietly told me afterwards, um, one of us is from the southeastern tribe, and the one group they really don't get on with is the southwestern tribe, and that guy comes from the other one, right? So, yes, I can talk to him, but don't make that assumption. <laughs> yeah, don't make that assumption, right? But we are called to all people groups, Yeah. And it is a go strategy. We have shifted from a come, okay, in the Old Testament, to a go strategy. Go. Um, In fact, um, yeah, Luke chapter 24. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Okay? Theology of missions sends you to people, right? There will be people who are local and there are people who are further afield. But between us, we aim to reach all. Okay? We're all from places in the world. And it's easy to get on a mission and forget the message. That passage, that repentance for the given of sins, reminds us that we have a message. Um, and that's, uh, yeah, and we have the promise of the Holy Spirit. Uh, because, behold, I'm sending the promise of my Father to you, and that's the Holy Spirit to guide and protect us. So, yes, we have a message, but we have someone to guide us how to communicate it, how to share it. And uh, the fourth of the things, so we, we are sent, Jesus' mission summary, we're sent to all people, we're sent to preach repentance, and we are to be witnesses. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel to Israel? He said to them, it's not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. 
So the attached promise is that we will receive power, right? That gives me a lot of confidence because I don't know what to say, particularly with people unlike myself, with uh, different values, background, right? That gives us the confidence that the Holy Spirit will tell us and point us to um, uh, what to say, yeah? Christians tend to see, we tend to see ourselves as objects of the ministry rather than partners in the ministry. God wants to engage us in his ministry. God calls us to be part of his mission. God cares about the whole earth and he uses you and me to reach out to all the other parts of his planet. Jesus' command was to go and make disciples of all nations. Well, we can't do that unless we engage with other nations. So I encourage you to engage. And engaging isn't just for a holy few, for the Emily's who go out at the age of 16, but it's for all of us. Whether it's earlier in life, later in life, it's for all of us. Yeah? Engaging is a call to all. You are the seed of the gospel. And the most fulfilled life will be the most obedient life. We're called to be partners in ministry, not objects of ministry. Some go because circumstances dictate. In Acts chapter 8, the first part of the chapter, it says, On that day a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Godly men buried Stephen and mourned deeply for him. But Saul began to destroy the church. Going from house to house, he dragged off both men and women and put them in prison. And those who'd been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Philip went down to the city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah there. And when the crowds heard Philip and saw the signs he performed, they all paid close attention to what he said. For with shrieks, impure spirits came out of many, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was great joy in that city. Okay, Philip went in that instance because circumstances forced him. Sometimes our economic circumstances, sometimes our family circumstances force us to go to particular places. And God wants to use you there. Sometimes uh, our work circumstances force us to be with a particular group of people. God wants you to reach them. Okay? Maybe a new job opportunity has come your way. Supporting an ill family member or the loss of a job. Things like circumstances do dictate for many of us where, where we end up. But others go because they're called specifically. Here's the same guy, Philip, later in the same chapter. Uh, from uh, chapter 8, Acts 8, verses 26 and 27. Now an angel of the Lord uh, uh, said to Philip, go south on the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of the Kandake, which means queen of the Ethiopians. So Philip was called specifically on that occasion, he had one call that was because of his circumstances and another call because of the situation he is. And God uses both explicit calls and circumstances to position you for his plans for your future. For me, in my early years, 
It was circumstances with work promotion opportunities that took me to Hitchin and then Woking and then Norwich and finally here. But for me in later years, it was more an explicit call, first to lead the church and now to work with my, um, my sort of immediate family and with the church family. Okay, you've got the two different types going on. For some of us, our settled status needs shaking up. I want to give you five reasons why you should consider a short-term mission trip. The first one is that it helps you to see the larger picture of what God's doing. We all need enlarging. Understanding the situation faced by your brothers and sisters elsewhere around the planet, enabling you to pray for them. The UK, frankly, is a bit of a backwater when it comes to faith. The big moves of the gospel are elsewhere in the world at the moment. In China, the number of Christians has grown from about 4 million to about 80 million in the last 75 years. In Iran, the number of Christians has increased from 100,000 to about 1.2 million in the last seven years. Okay, And that is a country where they face a lot of persecution and opposition. Serving others and getting out of our comfort zones shapes us and moulds us and moulds our character in Christ immensely. You heard some of the stories of how God did that, has done that already this morning. So that's one reason it helps you see the bigger picture. Another reason is it develops, develops friendship with people from other countries, helps us to understand others better, helps us, others to understand us. You go and serve alongside a community of believers. So it was an opportunity to go to North Macedonia that began to build the friendship with Luca and ended up, has ended up with um, him coming here for a year. And, has, and has, along the way, you know, I've built a friendship with his parents and Luca himself, as we've uh, debated uh, things theologically over meals down the years out there. Okay? So it develops friendships. Thirdly, it broadens us by giving us experience of a new worldview. It helps us by giving us new perspectives. You know, the cultural environment that Christians face elsewhere is very different from what's going on here. And a mission trip can change you by shaping and changing your worldview. You realise that God is king of the whole world, not just the UK or your particular backyard, and it's an essential part of growing spiritually. Fourth, it's an act of obedience. It's fulfilling the Great Commission and sharing the gospel. Jesus, Jesus commands us to go into the whole world. It starts with home, but it moves out to the ends of the earth. And short-term mission is an excellent way uh, of getting a group together with a common goal to make an impact and expand the kingdom of God. And fifthly and finally, it enables God to speak to you about your engagement and that can lead, I think, to three things. The first one is praying for them. The second one is giving money or time to them. And the third one is going to the nation. So, and I would always encourage people to start with a short-term mission trip. Even if you're thinking that you may be called somewhere longer term, 
Right? The way to start these things is always you go and just experience the environment, uh, get to understand it, see what um, God is um, yeah, speaking to you about through it. Each of, one has a gen- each of us has a general call and a specific call. You have a general call to love and follow Jesus. And you do that wherever you are, okay? But you also have specific calls, things that God is placing on your heart um, uh, um, to serve him specifically. So I knew before I got married, um, so 40 plus years ago, I said to Helen, you know, almost sort of full warning, I think at some point I'm going to be uh, working for a church. I just knew there was some sort of specific call, but I didn't know when or where, and it was another 20 years of, you know, after working for the railway for that, the railways for that time before that call became specific, and it turned out to be here and this church, okay? So, so look out for the specific call as well as the general call. And many of you, I feel, are getting too safe. You've learned to protect yourself from risk and pain and the risk of pain. And given a choice, you are choosing to play it safe. But many of you, God is calling to step out. And you're not going to do that unless you do that in obedience to him. So for some, now is the time. Jonah wanted to play it safe. God called him to go to Nineveh, east by land. He went west by sea to Tarshish, or towards Tarshish. God had said, go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because of its wickedness has come up before me. And Jonah literally headed in the opposite direction. When God called him to get back, to go east again, after um, having him um, you know, in the sea, in the fish, and spewed up onto dry land. Um, his mission was a great success. Jonah made all the difference in saving a city of 120,000 people from destruction. So be a partner in God's ministry, not an object of ministry. Commit to a location and to pray, give, and go. Some of you know where God has called you to go. Some of you know when God has called you to act. Some of you know the change God is calling you to make. Some of you know the commission you have that you're not yet fulfilling. So I just feel that for quite a number here, it's time to get off your backside and go. You continue to go locally, in places of work, and uh, you know all the people you know and connect with. But I think there's for more and more people, there are a specific call to go elsewhere. It may be to go to the nations. It may be to be reconciled. I'm going to go slightly tangentially now to someone you've been separated from. It may be to pray or to give to the work in other nations. Pray, give, go. And it best starts with short-term mission. So you see what it's like out there. I don't know what God's calling each of you individually to, but I do know that God is calling you. And I do know that he's called you to act, to pray, 
to give and to go. For some, I think there's a declaration that I will go. Do you want to come? Yeah, can we have the band back? I think we're going to just uh, go into one final song in a minute. But I feel that for some of you, there's a declaration that I will go. And I think if that's you, I'm not going to... I'd, I'd like you to stand. I'd just like you to stand. No more than just stand. I'm not going to call anybody out. I'm not going to call anybody to do something specific. But if you feel that God is speaking to you, um, and there's a declaration that you need to make that you will go, I'd like you to stand. And I think that takes courage. So please, if that's you, just stand. For some, there's a commission. You are to go to fulfill the mandate he's given you. And for some, you need to hear what the mission is that God has called you to. So we're going to worship one final song, but while we're doing that, if you'd like to come out, if you, sorry, if, if you want to come forward, then we will commission you for the specific thing that you feel that God is calling you to. If you think it's just standing so that you know, that you're declaring that, yes, I am ready, I'm willing to go, then that's fine. Okay? Father, I pray for your people that you will use us and help us to fulfill the mission and commission that you've given us. To pray, to give, and to go in all the situations of life that we face. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the message. If you'd like to connect with us or find out more about New Life Church, visit our website at newlifechurchmilkandkeens.org.